Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernandez, the editor of Women Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 2nd of December 2022, including UK TV sci-fi comedy We Are Not Alone, starring Vicky Pepperdine, Mike Wozniak and Joe Thomas. And Alfred Molina in Prime Video Who Done It Three Pines. We'll also be looking at Disney Plus drama The Patient, starring Steve Carroll as a therapist held captive by a killer. And the return of Hugh Laurie in Amando Iannucci's spaceship comedy Avenue 5. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Glenn Close is joining the cast of Jamie Foxx's high octane Netflix comedy Back in Action which will also star Kyle Chandler and mark the screen return of Cameron Diaz. What else is in the news, Hannah? Filming now in the UK is Disney Plus Star Wars prequel The Acolyte, which follows a one-time Padawan and her former Jedi Master as they investigate crimes. Before we start, Hannah, I should say, for people who listened to last week's pod, we were hoping to be talking about uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover, a new adaptation of the D.H. Lawrence steamy class divide drama starring Emma Corrin from The Crown and Jack O'Connell, which is available on Netflix this week. But we didn't get a preview, nor did we get a preview of Willow, the Disney Plus movie spin-off series starring Warwick Davis, who was in the original film. However, we have got plenty of good stuff for you. Check those out for yourselves. First up on Disney+, Plus, it's a new series called The Patient, and here's a clip. I want you. I want the expert. I'm not normal. I need to get better. Anyone who has come this far, who has made the choice to come to therapy and keep hammering away at the hard things, they can be helped. So this arrived on Wednesday, the 30th of November. It's a 10-episode series, and it stars the brilliant Steve Carell, who is best known, I guess, for um, the American office. That's what she said. Uh, but he's a very good straight actor, as anyone who's watched Foxcatcher which is a very good film, which is worth checking out, will know. So in this series, he's playing a widowed therapist, Alan Strauss, and it starts off in very dramatic fashion. Alan wakes up in bed to discover that he's in leg irons, and yes, he's being held prisoner. Flashback to see him talking to a new patient, Sam, who's played by Domhnall Gleeson, Brendan Gleeson's son. And uh, he's not really opening up in his therapy. Anyway, the way it unravels is that Sam has taken his therapist captive so that he can have him on tap, basically, because really he wants to stop being a serial killer. And he feels the only way he can open up is to be on his own turf, if you like. So meanwhile, we'll be we'll be looking at flashbacks from Alan's life, uh, from his marriage, his past, other patients. Carell is great in this role. I mean, I'm very interested in, in therapy and shows about therapy. And I've got to say, Hannah, I think that uh, taking your therapist 
captive is crossing some pretty serious boundaries. But um, yeah, it's quite theatrical because a lot of it is just a, a two-hander between the two of them. So Alan's chained up and and Sam is is trying to convince him to, to give him therapy so that he can change and then escape from this compulsion, these homicidal urges. So yeah, I, episode one absolutely gripped me. Um, they're both good in it. I mean, I like Gleason as well. He's a fine actor. Um, I think it's got huge potential. What did you think, Hannah? Well, it's dark, isn't it? It's really quite dark. And of course, Steve Carroll is kind of known for the more comedic parts that he's played. So it's sort of, it feels, it's really, I think it's very clever, actually. I mean, it's kind of my worst nightmare, although hopefully it would never happen. You know, the idea of just waking up and kind of being somewhere you didn't know and all chained up, and it's just absolutely, it's just really dark. I mean, it's 10 parts, so you can take a breather between each one, which is kind of probably what you need to do. But I think what's clever about this is, like you said, there's just sort of the, the fact that it's just a sort of two-handed with a, which kind of puts pressure on the narrative so much because if you if you get it wrong it just you just you just tune out don't you it's just really boring and and that it is not um but i think it's quite um it's it's creepy it kind of it plays it plays with your mind over on prime video another new series that you're going to tell us about hannah it's called three pines and here's a clip why don't you walk us through what you have so far? One minute she's sitting in the chair, next she's dead. And no one saw anything suspicious. Not a thing. She wasn't the easiest person to get along with. She was a little critical. She seemed a little cold. I think they all hated her, every single one of them. <laughs> Six episodes um, with this one, and I've enjoyed what I've seen of it so far. But this also is kind of a bit more brutal than I imagined. So I don't know what we're doing. We're coming up to Christmas. We should be talking about nice fluffy things. But no, we're talking about psychological dramas. And this one's quite, this one is quite gruesome in places. So this sees a detective going to, being sent to a Canadian village um, in the frozen depths of winter. And anyone that's been to Canada will know how cold Canada gets. Absolutely freezing. And he's there to um, investigate a murder. But of course, like with everything, these kind of these villages are very, very cut off. It's it's kind of, as you imagine, a, a very sort of um, closed unit. And when he gets there, it, nothing as it seems. This lovely, picturesque village isn't quite what, what he thought. There's no end of suspects and there's lots of long buried secrets. And of course, the more he chips away at um, trying to find out, you know, who the murderer is, the more he finds out and the kind of you're thrown off quite a lot in this I think I don't think you well for me anyway I, I, none of it's obvious it's really quite clever so Alfred Molina plays the main part of the chief inspector Armand Gamache um, and he is the inspector of this as I say very provincial police force in, in Quebec and Three Pines is the name of the village, but no one's very welcoming there, actually. You kind of imagine they would be, but, but they're really, they're not. And the people that you, you perhaps think are your um, friends or, or people you can trust perhaps turn out not to be. Um, I think he plays the part of the inspector really, really well. I think he's very convincing in, in the part and really, really likable. Um, which and, and I think he shows some amount of, 
fear as well, which I always think is interesting in a lot of these dramas. You quite often see somebody take the main part in a, in a position like this in the police force or whatever, and they're never scared of anything. But I think this this guy shows the human side as well. Um, there, it's adapted from a book, from the novel by Louise Penny. I, I actually hadn't read them before, but as I say, it's quite gruesome in places. And then there was this one moment, and I don't know if you thought the same, but there's one moment where I thought, is it is this too much? Is it you know? Is it kind of because it's just like a catalogue of, of of kind of um, horrible things happening, and it's quite relentless at times. I don't know if you felt the same, but I I I personally think I want to stick with it. Um, but it is it is quite it is pretty gruesome. I've said that word a lot now. Well, I enjoyed it mainly because it's so great to see Alfred Molina headlining. Uh, of course, he was Doc Ock in Spider-Man, wasn't he? And many years ago, mm. he played uh, Joe Orton's partner opposite Gary Oldman in Prick Up Your Ears. So he is rather good as a slightly sort of careworn detective. Um, we're going to learn a bit about his private life. He's got a little twinkle in his eye. And we learn that his his attitude to the job is to kind of see the best in people. Now, I always enjoy these things that are set in remote places that are a bit quirky and it does have that slightly quirky whimsical vibe in places there are some slightly comedic characters knocking about the first crime he investigates is of this ghastly woman who's um, constantly being photographed by this guy that she's actually having an affair with and um yeah weirdly she's uh, spoiler alert <laughs> She's electrocuted while watching a curling match. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty <laughs> unused, isn't it? Fun, yeah. Fun fact. So um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I've not read the books either, but but chiefly because of Melina, and also there's there's an interesting subplot which is um, we we get a bit of an insight into the uh, indigenous community because a lot of young women have been disappearing and, and the opening scene is of people protesting outside the police station because they say these crimes aren't being investigated so hope we're going to find out I guess are they all connected what's going on there as well as the specific crimes happening in snowy three pines next up we've got a welcome bit of light relief over on UK TV this arrived on Monday it's called we are not alone and here's a clip. What's that? Leave it. I'd like to offer you a job. We just want humans to like us. T, hmm? you travel fast. Ah! Oh. saving the world. It's a piece. Oh. And there's the issue. So this is a feature-length sci-fi comedy drama. And it's from the writers of Ghosts and Horrible Histories. So you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be consistently funny and it certainly is now the backdrop is there's this chap called Stuart played by Declan Baxter he lives in Clitheroe Lancashire his life's not really going anywhere um, until <laughs> these aliens arrive um, now the three of them are played hilariously by Vicky Pepperdine who, who is always great Mike Wozniak who's terrific and Joe Thomas, of course, from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> and 
I love the fact that Mike Wozniak keeps his moustache as the alien. But anyway, so they have blue hair. Um, they have what looks like a sort of blue gemstone stuck in their prosthetic foreheads. And yeah, basically they've landed on Earth and they're, they're, they've taken over, but they need help. There's a bit of that kind of Coneheads, that American film style humour of aliens getting to grips with, you know, weird stuff on Earth that they don't understand starting with uh, trying to drive a Nissan Micra and get through a revolving door. So it's great. I mean, I actually, like, if you were looking for a good laugh, I mean, this is absolutely spot on. They're, they're all really good in it. It's it's also got, uh, it's got a good cast. You've got Amanda Abington from Sherlock. She plays a politician. You've got Miles Jupp as the Prime Minister. You've got Georgia Mayfoot as the barmaid in the local pub who Stuart fancies. You've got Rob Delaney from Catastrophe uh, playing an alien leader. So they've taken over the whole world, and, and in each sort of department, they've got different leaders. So Rob Delaney is is, is in charge of America. There's someone else tuning in from, from Asia. So it does touch on things like... Um, you know, nuclear war and, you know, why can't we all live together in harmony? But it's done with a very light touch. It's very funny. And I've got to say, I was expecting it to be very low rent, um, but there's some quite good special effects in it. And I particularly like, Joe Thomas is hilarious in it as the sort of the very stupid, inept alien. <laughs> oh, yeah, he calls himself Greggs. They all, they all take human names and he decides to call himself Greggs because he's seen lots of branches of Greggs. But he just plays it just as Joe Thomas is in everything else he's in and it really works. It's terrific. So, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised by this and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a bit of sort of Galaxy Quest style humour in there as well. It's Yeah, it's just terrific. What did you think, Hannah? Well, I mean, we really have gone from the sublime to the ridiculous, haven't we? I mean, it's a completely different thing, but you're right. It's really funny. I mean, everything about this I should not like because of, you know, the things that I like and don't like um, when I'm watching. But do you know what? It is actually really funny. And I, you, you just spoke about um, him naming himself Greg, so I just thought that was absolutely um, brilliant. Um, it's just the idea that these aliens would just come along and kind of, find the right person to to get them into the kind of human world and that sort of journey i mean it is it, it is ridiculous but it is it is really very funny and um it's from the writers of horrible histories isn't it and i am a big fan as are my children of that so thumbs up now not entirely dissimilar over on now tv hannah you're going to talk to us about the return of another space comedy called Avenue 5. But before you do, here's a clip. We have to tell the people that it's going to be eight years till we're back to Earth. If I tell the passengers that we are stuck up here and the food is running out, I'm going to become the next all-you-can-eat buffet. Hello, Avenue 5. This is Mission Control. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I'm not sure if any of you have seen series one, but here we are already with series two. So this is created by the two-time Emmy winner, Armando Iannucci, and it's an eight-episode second series. Um, the comedy is set 40 years in the future, um, and I, I personally think it's really very, very funny because um, 
obviously our ideas of traveling the solar system is not entirely possible uh, there are some very rich people that want to fly to the moon and who are you know on the waiting list to do so because they've got more money than sense or they've just got more money than they don't know what to do with but anyway we'll leave that to them but can you imagine just being you know very very rich people and being able to just travel the solar system that's just a completely normal thing to do well this might be sci-fi fantasy but there's part of me that thinks that actually one day this will become a reality and of course this is 40 years in the future it's a really booming business and kind of very rich people are doing exactly um that but um the the spacecraft is owned by herman judd who's played by josh gad and Honestly, he, he's so funny, sort of clueless, really, sort of quite hapless. Um, but the, the captain, Ryan Clark, who's played by Hugh Laurie, an unusual part for him, but he, he plays it well, I think. Um, the ship is thrown off course. So instead of what was meant to be this kind of eight-week cruise, turns into an eight-year journey. And that's kind of where it starts, really. And do you know what? Again, there's a lot of these things we've talked about, so they kind of play with my mind a bit. Um, and that, that's exactly what this does. I mean, the, I, just can't, I get claustrophobic just on the tube, let alone being on this and then having to be there for eight years. So already my heart is racing. Um, it, it is it is funny. It is, it, I think, because it's futuristic, it has that kind of, um, I suppose, unbelievable vibe. But at the same time, it's kind of believable because we're knocking on the door of being able to do so much more than we ever thought we could as humans. So I think it is it is a good watch. Um, I hadn't watched um, the first series and it didn't bother me, um, as in I didn't feel I needed to. I thought, you know, it was absolutely fine. Um, so I think you will too. I, it's, it's, very, it's very enjoyable. It's very light entertainment after what we've talked about previously <laughs> what did you think Ian? it's really good isn't it i mean armando Iannucci has got such an incredible track record working on things like veep the thick of it alan partridge so you know with him you're gonna get absolutely sparkling dialogue and especially very rude put downs tirades um pricking the bubble of pomposity the relationships again it's just very very well written and laurie i mean once the the highest paid actor on american tv i mean american viewers might be surprised to see how great he is at comedy but of course that's where he started out on things like a bit of fry and laurie and of course blackadder in which he was superb so yeah he's great in the lead role as he's he's the captain but he was actually hired he's not the real captain he's hired because he's like a reassuring presence so he said he was hired just to kind of look like the captain and, and talk to the passengers and yeah so they've had a second incident which has extended this cruise even further and and at the beginning yeah the, the discussion is can we tell the passengers? And also, we haven't got enough food. <laughs> what are we going to do? So it was criticised a little bit, Series 1. Some people said, oh, it, there aren't enough ideas in it. It kind of gets a bit stuck. But if you're a fan of Iannucci and Laurie, you're going to love it. Um, it's it's really good stuff. And it's got some great ideas in it. And, and some of the futuristic stuff is really clever as well. For instance, there's a communication device where on what looks like a watch on your wrist, a sort of miniature hologram of, of the person you're 
talking to appears. I liked that. And there's a really mm-hmm. good, um, there's a futuristic TV show as well with lots of social media interaction and that that's really well done. Um, it's got people like Rebecca Front in it as well as Passenger Karen. She's a regular in Iannucci series. So, yeah, if you like that kind of thing, you're not going to be disappointed. But it, probably worth, I say probably worth catching season one just to find out because a lot happened in season one that you you might want to be aware of but yeah recommended now we've got to that time hannah where we find out if when you haven't been overdosing on football uh what have you been watching this week <laughs> well i actually watched that um i think it's a rerun it was a documentary with um gaza um talking about his addictions and his phone hacking and everything and um the, the outpouring of love for him and i, I mean it is fascinating to watch actually and fascinating to see his journey of where he's got to here today also um i had to uh watch the end of i'm a celebrity and i caught up on some of those trials which matt hancock did which i enjoyed watching not him so much but him suffering um and of course strictly how about you well one of my fave documentaries is back 24 hours in police custody you can catch that on all fours a very good case about a guy chasing some people who tried to break into his house and what happened as a result. And good series on BBC iPlayer called Tokyo Vice about a Westerner who lands a job on a newspaper in Tokyo. So it's a good sort of insight into Japanese culture. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we'll be binging on next week, Hannah. So what have we got lined up? Well, we'll be checking out the offerings on new streaming service ITVX, including a feature-length finale to Roman comedy plebs. And Guillermo del Toro's new animated version of Pinocchio, which will be arriving on Netflix, sets the classic children's tale in 1930s Italy. That should be great. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Watching.